to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host and very good friend is Dave. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering Married at First Sight Australia, Season 10, Episode 23. Now, Chris, by crikey, we're going to be all over the place today. Where do you <laughs> want to start with this lot? That was all over the places that Australian accent, Dave, if that's what it was. But um, <laughs> you're bloody right, copper. <laughs> you're bloody drongo, yeah. Um, Wreck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, we've not had a fucking stupid Australian accent off for a while, have we? <laughs> no, you, I'm fucking terrible. Mine ends up fucking cockney. Oh, so I know it is as well, but. Um, so I'll tell you what, Dave, I'm going to call out a little bit of the show here. So we've had the usual, we've talked about for a few episodes now, the butt fucking, you know, the butt dial bollocks. Are you buying that fucking Melinda and Evelyn have somehow walked over where the guys are? They've got within the vicinity with a camera crew, don't forget, and overheard Harrison slating fucking Melinda, Dave. Now, I'm you not being funny. <laughs> I'm not sorry. being funny. Sorry, I'm not being funny. She's not fucking Superman. She's not got X-ray fucking hearing or whatever. If it's been supersonic hearing, X-ray hearing, that'd be a thing. But uh, I'm just not. <laughs> I'm bat. not. Yeah, I'm just not having that at all. Well, I think if this was the first ever reality show that I'd ever seen, I, I would probably buy it. But we've seen this on other reality shows, haven't we? Yeah. I'm not buying it for a second. Now, the only thing I wondered was, is Evelyn just a bit too clued up on the old reality TV? So even if not prompted by the producers, she's sort of, you know, this is a trope, isn't it? Oh, let's go and listen in. Ooh, can't believe what we just heard. Have a bit of drama about it. It just... We've seen it so many times. Usually, it's it's a trope for Love Island, isn't it? You know, they, yeah. they'll have it there. So yeah, I, I th- this happened right at the end of the last episode as well. And I, like, when we recorded, I completely forgot about it. And I meant to say to you then, it's like fuck off. I'm not buying any of this shit at all. No, <laughs> I, I don't know because the 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 fallout did seem quite genuine, but yes. leading up to that. You know, it's just nonsense, wasn't it? You know, whether someone, whether a producer said, you know, go and why don't you go and have a listen? Oh yeah, right. Let's get a shot of you just you two discussing it like it's your own idea. Whatever it is, it was definitely set up. You could see the strings being pulled. Oh, Dave. Well, obviously Harrison is now going for John's fucking job because he is the fucking aficionado on relationships. <laughs> Mr. Gaslighting 101. He's like slagging Melinda off, you know, saying she's toxic, you know, the relationship, you're not the same person. And all he, I honestly think Harrison likes Melinda and it's just a jealousy thing, Dave. And yep. there's, some, there's an attraction. I know I was, Melinda said a comment about Harrison and I was calling her. I can't see it, but it's, stranger things have happened. But there's just something there. It's like that thing being at school where, you know, you like the girl, but you've been off with her or whatever, you know, and all that sort of thing. It's just, he really has got it in for them both. But again, what is any different than this overhearing thing, than the butt dial, as you've just said? It's ridiculous. But I've got to say, Dave, it, it set the episode up brilliantly because the <laughs> fallout 
after this was fucking brilliant. And when Melinda spoke to Bronte afterwards, Bronte then did what fucking Alyssa did in the last episode and telling Lyndall, she was shouting at me. No, she wasn't. She never raised the voice once. I'm like, what is going on with you people? Do you not think you're being fucking filmed, you fucking bunch of muppets? (laughs) You know what, Chris? This lot are a shower of bastards, right? (laughs) And they should form an orderly queue for all the barrels that I've got. So basically, right, Harrison, for what he said, was a cock. Yes. But then I thought Leighton handled it perfectly. You know, he said, that's really disrespectful. Yada, yada, the girls didn't hang around for that bit, according to the edit. But, you know, he he couldn't have handled it any better, I don't think. He didn't get wound up. He didn't cause a whole scene or whatever. But then, kind of, what happens after that? I, I think, I'm almost thinking to myself, Chris, Melinda, why are you so invested in Harrison yes. and Bronte? Yeah. Right? Why is it your fucking crusade to save Bronte? Because I tell you what, Chris, this whole fucking group has got a blind spot for how much of a fucking faker she is as well. They, they've all got their beady eyes on Harrison, quite rightly, but they're not seeing the fact that Bronte's fucking in on it as well. She's not being led up the garden path by gaslighting Harrison. She's fucking in on it. So that that's the thing that I find so frustrating. And Melinda, just fucking drop it, for fuck's sake. Just, uh, it, it was frustrating me. And then Melinda's getting upset that, like, well, Harrison's trying to get, you know, cause drama between us. And I'm thinking, well, Harrison said his piece. Leighton sort of shot it down, you know, and that was it. It was done. The only fucking drama that's being created between Melinda and Leighton is Melinda. Yeah. That's a good observation, that, Dave. And I think, I think for me... When you see it, I love the fact that as soon as, and you said about Bronte being in on it, as soon as Bronte's tackled with some rationale about what's going on and, and the, the relationship, she just gets up and walks off, doesn't she? Yeah. And she's got the, she's got, I said to her about her eyes, her eyes are huge when she's like, she's got that startled look all the time. And she's like, I cannot believe you even questioning my relationship. But I think that's a good point. I've not really looked at it like that with Melinda. But yeah, she, she has got, why is she invested in that fucking relationship? I think that's, that's really important. She's like, she's like, say she's, she's sort of doing to them what Harrison's doing to their relationship. It's like, well, somewhere in the middle, you've just got to give it up. That's a great point. Yeah. I mean, I, I said, I think it was in the first week that Melinda's got Harrison's card marked because she's dated people like Harrison before. And I'm sure Harrison has dated people like Melinda before. I, I'm absolutely convinced you're, you're right. I think he fancies Melinda. And he's he's a bit perplexed as, well, why aren't you over all over me? Why aren't we, you know, the having an affair line <laughs> yeah. couple, you know? And so he's a bit put out. So that's why he's trying to create drama there. But, yeah, I just kind of wish Melinda would have dropped it. But, you know, they went up and down in the episode, didn't they, Melinda and Leighton? And I think by the end of it, you know, again, I, I feel like Leighton did all he could. You know, so regardless of whether he agreed 
Melinda should just drop it. They end up having this big fucking standoff with Harrison and Bronte, don't they? Because Bronte had said, you know, basically repeating what Harrison had said. So, you know, the, the relationship's toxic. And I'm thinking, did I see this same conversation? I, I, I found it weird. I was like, well, actually, I'm not sure if Bronte's sprinkling a bit extra on here. Because I, I thought she embellished on what Har- even Harrison said. <laughs> but when they confronted Harrison and he went, oh, I genuinely don't remember. What? From 20 <laughs> minutes ago? You've got the same fucking outfit on, mate, you've had on all episode. They've been filming this for like three days. He's such <laughs> a fucking... I think he's a tosser. The only thing... You know what I was thinking, oh, Dave, and I think it's a great point about Melinda as well, but you know what I was thinking? And we... We're calling out Bronte because when he said that about I don't forget, I don't remember it, I'm like, and then what he does, he's quite clever. He looks like he's got a raging temper, Harrison. But when he's dealing these situations, he tries to bring it down like really calm. And he's like, mm. uh, well, yeah, um, I think you've been emotionally manipulating my wife, you know? And I'm like, what? And he does it all dead insincere, doesn't he? Dead like, like calm, but it seems. So fake, but what about Dave? Because he isn't a gaslighter. He's absolutely horrible. And I still say incoming cheating scandal. We sort of get a VT and I said it as we're watching it. I said, the way they're teeing this up, there is something coming between Harrison and Bronte. Her defense of him is unbelievable. But what about if he's actually got her where he wants her, what he does in relationships, Dave? As in, she, she literally would not believe anything against him. As in, if you think about it, he treated her terribly at the start, didn't he? And when we were questioning her, we know she was in it for the clicks and everything and the likes and that. But what about if he's actually done a full number on her and she just is completely blinded by that? I just just as a bit of plain bit of devil's advocate, I think it's swaying more towards she wants to be an influencer. But I, I, what if that is the case? Because there is no... The, the two explanations are she's chasing the fame, which we probably think she is. But what happens if it's the other way? Then, Chris, I would feel like an absolute see you next Tuesday. But I think I'm all right. I think I'm on pretty safe ground. I mean, if he is that much of a master manipulator and he's basically taken from that first week what we saw with the the couples having what seemed like fairly authentic conflict areas and then suddenly they come out like the fucking invasion of the body snatchers or something this perfect couple (laughs) he should be up there with fucking david blaine or something he's like some master hypnotist you know because the the turnaround is unbelievable and we've just not seen anything we've seen no evidence whatsoever that this is really authentic I i think we saw when when they were talking together and talking about leighton and melinda they were in the room together and they gave each other a little peck. That's yeah. it. That's the physical affection, I think, that we've seen between those two. And it's just, it is so fake. And I loved actually, I mean, going right to the end when they're basically asking the group, you know, who else here thinks I'm fake? And everyone's like, Ollie's like, well, I'm kind of thinking yes, but he doesn't say that there and then. He says that to the VT later. And it's, I like Claire here. Claire was like, yeah, I kind of do. 
and that's when they both see their arse then, isn't it? It's like, all oh, right, fuck this, we're off. But um, yeah, I would be amazed if it is the, the fact that Harrison's weaved this spell over Bronte. I just think she's playing a game, and I think they've concocted this story. And if we see the um, the uh, preview for tomorrow, then it looks like you know he's dumped her by text. This is all fabricated. This is all part of that fucking plan. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And you know, I've called out Evelyn Dave a, a few times as well, and I do stick to it because she seems to be getting involved in everything. She's fucking great. Yeah. So direct. <laughs> when when Melinda was offering it out to the group, and and Ollie's a fucking shit house, and he's like, "Oh, I thought that." Like you fucking coward. Do I just admit it? Because Harrison. Oh, to be fair, in, in that group setting, that'd probably be me. <laughs> <I'd> probably. Be, <laughs> and don't, don't fucking tell me, right? When it's all kicking <laughs> off. You'd be right there, jumping up. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. I thought you were fucking fake as well. <laughs> Fuck off. You'd be as quiet as I would. We'd both no, be cowering in the corner, no, laughing our heads off. I wouldn't. I'd say, well, <laughs> Dave agrees with all he is, yeah? <laughs> and then just sneak off and let you get a laugh like. <laughs> yeah. But, but, <laughs> Dave say that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Dave told me, actually, he didn't believe it. So I'm just going along with him. But, um, but no, <laughs> you may have a point there, Dave. But anyway, forget that. Don't think about me and you. I like the fact that Claire and Evelyn stuck up for, you know, sort of said, well, yeah, I do think you are. And then Evelyn's like, yeah, he's a fuck. She's defending an arsehole. You know, like he, he's horrible, Harrison. He's horrible. He's a complete gaslight. And Melinda even says it, you know, she, she, everyone's got his cards marked. Mm. He's just a nasty, nasty piece of work. And he had a couple of episodes where he turned into the fucking Dalai Lama, Dave, and was like this fucking, you know, peace-offering guy and all this, and he was like, you know... Do you not think he's still playing it, though? I, I oh, think yeah. he's still playing that character. Yeah, I do. That's what I'm saying. The way he was like, oh, yeah, come on, shall we take ourselves away? I'm like, fuck off. Yeah. Fucking sin- insincere wanker. What, not, no one's buying that. You know, even after that first little skirmish between Bronte and Melinda... You know, and she's fucking overacting as well. It's like, oh, I just just hate all this. Are you okay? You okay there? Can I get you a cup of tea or something? Oh, it's ridiculous. Uh, Is he making another stand for women's rights like he did in the other episode? He's a fucking knob, isn't he? He's just an absolute knobhead. He really is. He's the fucking hero we need on a a shit show like Maths, though, isn't he? he? He's a fucking absolute see you next Tuesday. But, I mean, this crop are are, uh, really bringing it. This this is one of my favourite episodes so far, Chris. This was... Think about it. This was on par. I'm pretty sure it looks like the same retreat from last season, you know. Yeah. There's something about the the kind of blue background when they were sitting down and stuff that, you know, reminded me of Dominica smashing the old glass. And so, yeah, I I think it was... it wasn't quite as as antagonistic as that episode, but it was going off in all directions. Now you've mentioned Evelyn, Chris. I mean, old Hugo decides he's going to take a bit of Claire's advice, you know, because the fucking rune stones or whatever it was, yeah, you know, that, that she read she was like, yeah, 
I don't have to sit here and be walked over and everything. So Hugo suddenly grows a backbone and like actually stands up to Taylor. Taylor has got pretty much nothing, you know, other than what we saw at the commitment center. Oh, why are you doing this? Why are you lying? You know, there's utter bullshit, but saying stuff without saying anything. But then when it got to, she starts having to go, Evelyn as well, what are you looking at? If you don't like it here, fuck off. I'm like, oh, I am loving this. I am loving this episode. And Evelyn's not the one to say fuck off to, Dave. Let's oh. be honest. She's not. And, but did you not know it's Dave? Who was she hugging? Who's hugging what Taylor? Fu- well, yeah, Mr. Fucking One Hug Per Day. Yeah, yeah. Mr. <laughs> I Can't Hug Fucking Lindall. Cam. Oh, the sneaky fucking black merchant from fucking the Outback or wherever he's from. Yeah, whatever, mate. You and your fucking man bun. Fuck off back there because you are an absolute blagger. I was like, there's a reason that he's gone and hugged to Dave. I was exactly the same. Yeah. I mean, I... I I think, uh, Chris, I'm, I'm sure you called uh, Taylor and Harrison, and I said, no, no, it'll be Cam. Yeah, you were right, yeah. Score one. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking no, there, read that online or something. No, no. I, I, I just thought it was obvious. It was just from that initial dinner party. But, yeah, it's fucking sly, that, though, isn't it? You know, Mr. Fucking, oh, I don't like giving it physical affection. It's, it's as fucking fake, Chris, as Harrison with his Dalai Lama fucking love guru <laughs> shit. You know, it's it's as fake as that. It's like, oh, are you okay, Taylor? Oh, I think you're all right. You know, and I, I don't yeah. think, by the way, I don't think he's playing up to the camera's fake, but, you know, fucking blokes like that don't you so yeah oh so you've said it before it's like oh i'd never treat you like that oh yeah speak to you like that yeah come here you okay you okay fuck off off. yeah Yeah, exactly if you were my girlfriend i'd treat you with so much respect oh you would (laughs) works every time for these fuckers sly bastards so yeah so i'm keeping an eye on that one day i've got a little beady eye and i do think we're going to get a fallout of a couple of things that we've not seen on camera, but the only other thing I noticed from the episode, Dave, was Duncan basically needs to give his job up, give his life up, and just stand and stare right in front of Alyssa for the rest of their life because that fucking woman is never going to be happy unless he gives her, not 100%, Dave, but a million percent of his time. He's not allowed to do anything, and how dare him fucking even attempt to have some sort of life when she's not with him, Dave. I mean, I think that's absolutely despicable. Honestly, Duncan should fucking outrun Forrest Gump. He should just keep going and going and never look back. I, I said it yesterday, like, fucking danger, just run away. <laughs> there are so many fucking red flags there. It's unbelievable. And, I, yeah, it just got worse. And I tell you, the, the thing I find most distasteful, Chris is when when they're recounting a story to their friends. And, you know, Duncan's always fairly level. He's speaking to the guys and stuff, saying, you know, I just tried to reassure her and stuff. And she she just said, told me to go away. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's going that She's explaining it. I can't remember who she was talking to now. but And she's saying, like, oh, yeah, I don't want to have to explain that I need affirmation 
and fucking blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, fucking hell, this guy can do nothing right. <laughs> I mean, it's just, uh, yeah, she can go in shit corner as well. Uh, she needs to get in the fucking bin, sort herself out. <laughs> Brilliant though, Dave, because it's not, even though we've talked a lot about like that sort of square of them, you know, Harrison Bronte and Leighton and, and Melinda, everyone else is being a bunch of bastards on the side as well. This is so good. <laughs> it's it's great, so fucking good. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's absolutely fucking nonsense and we shouldn't even care about this shit, but we do. I fucking love it. It's just, oh, and it gets everyone's blood boiling, don't they? Harrison's got to be one of the most, uh, search characters on social media, Dave, and he's never positive. I've not seen one person <laughs> stick up for Harrison yet. <laughs> I mean, surely he must have an account somewhere. <laughs> must be like, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw a tweet of his the other week, actually. But, yeah, I, it's he does seem to be the baddie. But like I say, I mean, for me, he's, he's quite an obvious baddie. And I've never seen anyone do this kind of fake you know, love guru thing. Have you? I can't, of all the different series we've watched, I can't recall seeing someone who genuinely seems like a bit of a cheater and then yeah. suddenly switches and then becomes the most attentive look. It's like he's had a fucking body swap. Someone's done a vice versa on him. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what was the old movie? It was fucking... Um, Lindsay Lohan, wasn't it? And yeah, yeah. Jennifer. Oh, not Jennifer. Oh, I forget. The, the woman, Jodie Foster. She was in yeah. the older one, wasn't she? So it's something like that. Maybe it is an actual real attentive bloke uh, that's in there. And Harrison's body is is somewhere else in Australia. <laughs> it's freaking brilliant, isn't it? What a show, Dave. What a show. 23 episodes in and I'm not finished with it. I'm not finished with it at all. I love it so much. So Dave, we've had an email about maths as well. So it's from, uh, it's the first one from Mickey and it says, hi guys. I'm also almost caught up with the episodes. I'm 20 episodes behind on Love Island. So here's my take on butt dial gate. I believe Rupert came back shit phrase from the bar and in his drunken condition, spilled the beans on his mates. And the next morning, realizing what he'd done and realizing how fucked he'd be if the others found out, they concocted this bullshit butt-dialing story so the others wouldn't turn on him. Hard to believe the only ones I'm rooting for are Jesse and Claire. It's frustrating, though. All she had to do was say something like, he was being an absolute dick to me at the beginning, so I didn't believe I owed him anything. But since I've discovered that, I really do like him. If I felt that way, I'd do it about him then as I do now. I'd never have done anything like that. It's not an excuse, but it is a reason. Anyway, I think they're the most similar of the couple's. Great show, guys. Always make me wish I did Facebook. No, never. I waste enough time on reality TV as it is. You'll make Mickey, so. <laughs> good first email there, Mickey. Cheers, mate. Yeah, it's a good point as well. Claire's never really come out and said that, you know, Jesse was being a dick. You know, again, I thought it was gold, but the whole fucking, oh, look at the sun, look at the sand, look at how the sun illuminates the sand. <laughs> it's just one of my favorite <laughs> moments because he was such a knob. And <laughs> so she never brings that up. But, you know, they do look like, I, I think even the, the voiceover said, you know, maybe one of the success 
couples of this season until tomorrow night, Chris. Well, it looks like it's all falling apart for the Dalai Lama, Dave. It looks like he has been up to his old fucking tricks once again, and it's so predictable. I cannot fucking wait, Dave. I cannot wait for this. Oh, absolutely. And again, consistently... They do this. I, I can't remember an episode where it got to the end and they showed a bit of tomorrow night and you're just like, ah, I can take or leave that. Everyone, it's like, oh, for fuck's sake, I've got to wish away the next day now. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, in it? It's so, so good. But uh, as always, guys, thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you want to email us, cdrealtycast at gmail.com. On social media, at CD Reality Cast, Chris and Dave's Reality TV cast over on Facebook. And if you do want to support us a little bit more, get over to patreon.com forward slash CD Reality Cast. So today's roll call of honour. Kent, Lucky Lou Green, Lauren Tracy, Hennessy, Susan, Dee Dee, Katie, Libby, Joanna, Noreen, Chloe, Brianna, Helen, Keith, Gillian, Zoe, Kristen, Maggie, Kate, Megan, Cassie, Fiona, Emma, Schmave, Nicola, Macy, Alex, and Helen. So thank you so much, guys, for all your support. I hope you're enjoying maths as much as we are because it's absolutely fucking bonkers again and I love it. And the fact that I've got a lot of friends tuning in now from the UK, Dave, and we've got a lot of our friends on Facebook as well who are well on maths. I just keep directing them towards getting on maths and now it's available readily every night. I think everyone's just going to be tuning in hopefully to the podcast and catching up with us guys and enjoying it. Yeah, it's, it's been amazing. But you know what it means, Chris? Wednesday night, it means that we we then have to wait until bloody Sunday to the next episode after that. So <laughs> yeah, I know. we need to, you know, not gorge it. Maybe you know, just savor it. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an explosive dinner party, isn't it? I can't bloody wait. But for tonight, thank you very much, sir. Thanks to everyone out there for listening. Thanks to all our supporters, and we'll speak to you next time. Bye.